well, not the last two verses, and it's on my page, but maybe not yours. But uh, in in verses 16 and 17, I'm going to read Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. I know maybe some of you can quote uh, at least verse 16. Uh, I know probably we've heard it preached several times, so please don't turn me off uh, just because it may be a a familiar passage. I want to give you a thought this morning. I pray that it'll be a help to us. I pray it'll be an encouragement, maybe even yet a challenge. I trust in God's word. He'll give us what we need this morning. And uh, we'll just trust in the Holy Spirit of God to uh, speak to our hearts uh, the way that God would desire this morning. So uh, follow along with me after we uh, read this. We have a word of prayer. You can be seated. But it says here in, in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, I love you. Oh, I'm thankful for your love. I'm thankful for your mercy and grace. It's been mentioned already today through testimony, through song, the blessings you bestowed, the faithfulness that you... uh, shine upon our lives, God, and you, uh, just who you are, God. And Father, I need you right now. I pray you would help me, Lord. We need you. Uh, God, I pray that you'd speak through me this morning. And God, we trust that you will. We're looking for you to move in a great and mighty way in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Paul here, in writing, says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For I'm not ashamed of the, of the gospel of Christ. We live in a, in a culture, I'm afraid of today, that, that makes us believe that we need to be like our culture in order for the gospel to be relevant. We're seeing that. Don't believe me, go, go out and, and, uh, and witness with us and, and share, share the word. You'll see that. Uh, the, 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 I guess you could say the thought or society, what people are thinking today, what they think it should, how it should be done or, or what we should do, how we should be as Christians. I'm afraid that it's, it's we need to be like the culture. We need to be like the world in order for the gospel to be relevant. And, and that's a lie from hell. You're not going to find that in this Bible. But people are being deceived with that very thought. I was out yesterday, and, and I'll give you this example I'm amazed at this, how often when we go out and it says that we, sometimes we battle and it's not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and Brother Wells preached a great message on that. But I'm amazed often how it is that a lot of times when we go out and we we face resistance, it's from those that claim to be saved. I'm amazed. I preached yesterday, we had another gospel, not one lost person came up to me and confronted me on what they what we were doing. They thought they were wrong, but someone who claimed to be saved did. That's bothersome to me, Brother David. Now I guarantee you if there's a man selling hot dogs, Brother Pat, he didn't go to him and tell him he didn't like the way he was putting a hot dog on the bun. But he felt led to come to me and say, well, we, we believe that you, and here's what he said, you ought to be giving us sandwiches. You ought to be feeding people. That's what you should be doing. I said, sir, a sandwich will do nothing for your soul. A sandwich will not get anyone to heaven. 
a sound, they could eat a sandwich and have their, their, their belly filled for 20 minutes and die and go to hell in 30. Listen, if all we do is do good deeds, we've done nothing for the glory of God. And I'm afraid today in Christianity that, hey, the world has put us in a corner to make us be very careful of what we say. We can't upset anyone. We've got to be careful the way we do it, and they're going to be the judge of how we do it. And if we're not doing it the way that they feel it's right, then, hey, that's not the right way. But I'm telling you, the Apostle Paul said, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Amen. This world needs Jesus. And I'm not saying we go out there and do it wrong. You know that as your preacher, but I'm telling you, we need to tell them the truth. Amen. These people need truth. We've got people all around us dying and going to hell. And listen, that man, here's what he said. He said, listen, if you would just do that, though, it, it would open up a, a door and open up an opportunity. And I, I just believe that that, that, that would be a, a better way. And if I had thought of it, I would have said this. You know what? My way of doing it wrong is better than your way of not doing it at all. Amen. That's not nice, preacher. Listen, I tell you what, we're seeing people that we know die and go to hell. They need the truth. But the world in this culture has made us believe that the last thing we need to be flamboyant about or we need to be outspoken about is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is the most opposite of what should be taking place today. If there is anything that ought to be being heralded out, if there's anything that ought to be proclaimed, it ought to be Jesus. Amen. We're facing a time of thanksgiving. We can give thanks, hey, and I'm grateful for all that we have, but if the, the every bit of thanks ought to be going to God in heaven and Jesus Christ, amen, for what he has done for us. You think about Paul here, who Paul was preaching to, and if we, for the sake of time, I don't have the time to do that, uh, but if you go and just study in the time of where he was at and when he was preaching and Paul as he would stand up and proclaim the gospel, you have to realize with who he was dealing with here and those here uh, as Paul was preaching, every time, every time he stood, Brother John, to proclaim the gospel, I'm sure there were those that said, listen, he's a madman. Hey, uh, he's not, uh, that shouldn't be done. He, he's not a right mind. But listen, and he was faithful to carry the greatest message of all the world and it was Jesus to a lost and dying world. And I'm telling you, if we're Christians today and we say we're thankful for Jesus, we're going to be proclaiming Jesus. We're going to be taking this verse when Paul said, the last thing we're going to be doing is acting like we're ashamed of the gospel. The world will do all they can and I'm afraid Christianity, I'm afraid those who a lot claim to be will do all they can to damper us down. That listen, hey, to almost make us ashamed to, to have a holy zeal for God, for the things of God. That's the last thing we should be doing. Amen? Paul was faithful to carry the message. And can I tell you something? If you're faithful in a world today that we live in to carry the message of Jesus, people are going to call you crazy. People are going to try to back you down. We're more civilized than that, preacher. We're, we, 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 need, we, need to, we need to understand our approach. Well, listen to me. The approach that's being used today, it's not working very well. Because right. we've, hey, we've got more churches closing. We've got more people out of church. We've got less young people in churches today than ever before, but they claim all the versions. They claim now the, the temporary music and all the things that they're offering today that's so great. Why is church suffering the way that it is then? Right. Because they're missing one main ingredient, it's Jesus. Right. Amen? Amen? 
And listen, we need to proclaim the truth. And listen, I'm, I'm amazed. And listen, I'm telling you, the world will do it. I'm amazed at the excuses people give not to hand out the gospel or to go share the gospel. If you allow it, you will come up with an excuse every time it takes place. You allow for your flesh to talk you into it. Well, it's not for me. Listen, hey, it's not a choice. It's a command by God. Amen. Amen. And yet, well, listen, we need to be proclaiming the truth of the gospel. John had talked to that guy over there when we went over to hand out tracks in, in, in Monterey, and he whispers, Jesus, I'm going to talk to you about, about Jesus. Like, like we have to be quiet about that. That's what the world has, has, has put on Paul Christianity, and it's almost like we're ashamed of what we've got. Listen, we should not be ashamed of the gospel. Amen. I question a man that says he's called of God or a man that says he's walked with God but he, he has no interest to go hand out tracts or, or to be there, uh, to, to, be, to be part of that uh, but yet he wants to do all these great things for God but he's never going out trying to witness to people about Jesus. That's a hypocrite. God has chosen us to share the gospel. Listen, it goes back to what I preached the other Sunday. Listen, we can say a whole lot with our mouth and our lips, but what are we doing with our life? What are, how are we impacting others with our life? What are people seeing through our life and our living that, that points people to Jesus Christ? And I'm saying this, and my title is this, Be Not Ashamed. If we're ever in a day that we should be not ashamed of the gospel, Brother Jason, it ought to be today. It ought to be today. Our message, listen, our message isn't a fairy tale. Our message is not some make-believe thing. Jesus Christ isn't just a man. He was God robed in flesh who came to this earth to die for you and to die for me that we might have eternal life. Amen. Amen. We need not be ashamed of the gospel regardless of what the world says, regardless of what your family may say, regardless of what your friends may say. Proclaim the truth of the glorious gospel. Amen. 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 Sadly enough, I think many are trying to, to make the gospel palatable to the lost world. Let, 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 let's, let's water it down, you know. Let, let, let's joke about seeing. I'm going to use this a little bit. Let, let's, let's lighten it up. Listen, that's the last thing we need to do. I mentioned in the, the end of Sunday school, if you don't ever see your need for a Savior, you're never going to call on Jesus. Amen. It's more to it than just, do you want to go to heaven and not go to hell? Then say this little prayer. That's not biblical salvation. But yet it's all through America today. Everything about salvation, listen, everything about salvation that God has given us in his Bible is contradictory to man. Do you understand that? Do you realize that, that, that understanding? It's contradictory to what man thinks. That's why we can't think that we're going to make this gospel palatable to man, Brother Jason, and make it like we're like the world to reach the world. Because what they think of God and what they think of Jesus is contradictory to what the gospel says. Amen. We must see ourselves as wicked forever going to get saved. We must see ourselves as a sinner with no hope in if we're ever going to get saved. 
can't, Brother Richard, just expect to go ahead and lighten this up and, and, and somewhat be ashamed to speak up uh, 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 in front of others who may be wrong and give them the truth. And I'm not saying be a rebel. And I'm not saying be be uh, act like a maniac. Listen, hey, they shouldn't call you a maniac because you're a maniac. If they call you a maniac because of the truth that you proclaim, so be it. But you shouldn't act like a maniac. Hey, that makes sense. Paul said, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And I'm telling you this morning, listen, we need not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why is it so many we have today in churches and in families, they're ashamed of the gospel. That's the last thing they're going to speak up to about their families or their friends. They're not gonna, listen, hey, we need to stand with the truth and stand for the truth today, Amen. I can promise you this, if you'll, if, you'll not, if you'll not stand up and exalt him in here, you'll never do it out in the world. That's right. That's why we want to, I don't want a dead service, amen? Hey, we ought to magnify Jesus. If you're not going to do it here amongst God's people who understand what you're saying and thanking God, you're never going to do it around a bunch of people who don't know the Lord. I can promise you that. That's right. Amen. That's right. Be not ashamed of the gospel. Why, preacher? I want to give you just a few things right here out of this, this verse that we know very much, but hopefully that we can take a look at that we need to understand. Because listen, we're entering a time, we're in the, the Thanksgiving season's here. I, I enjoy Thanksgiving. I appreciate that. The holidays, we have a lot to be thankful for. But if we're truly thankful for what Jesus has done for us, we should not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. We should not be ashamed to proclaim what he has done in our life. Amen? Amen. Be not ashamed of the gospel. Number one, because, uh, because of this, of the person the gospel is about. Look what it says here. Paul said, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of who? Christ. Amen? I'm not ashamed, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Be not ashamed of the gospel simply because of the person the gospel is about. It's Jesus. Amen. There is none of the name under heaven given of a man whereby we must be saved. There is no other, there is no greater name than Jesus. And if for any other reason we shouldn't be ashamed of the gospel, it's for the very person the gospel's about. Listen to me, the worst thing a Christian can do, the worst thing a church can have happen is to become acceptable to this world. Amen. Amen. Everything this world thinks is contrary to what God says. That's the condition of lost man. But it seems today the church is trying to be acceptable to the world. Listen, we should not be acceptable to the world, but acceptable to God. Amen. That they might see the truth of the gospel through our life and through our living. It's our, Listen, it's our job as a Christian, as a child of God who's been born again, who's been saved, if you truly have experienced the new birth, to strip away the lies that man has brought forth, to strip away the, the man-made method and just simply preach Jesus, amen. amen. Share with them Jesus. Not what can we do to Real men, what can we do? No, listen to me. Don't be ashamed of the gospel simply because of the person. It's about we have every right to be able to proclaim it because of Jesus. Amen. That song that y'all sing, that there's no greater name. What a blessing in that song it is. 
Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess one day to the Lord there is none of the name greater than Jesus. And I'm telling you, you should not be ashamed of that. You should not have a problem to share Jesus with someone. Amen. Right. Right. Amen. Preacher, that's over the top. That is uh, that is too aggressive today. You have t- you have drank the Kool-Aid. Drink, drunk, drink. I don't care if it's proper English, you know what I mean. Amen. Amen. Always watch Christy's eyes if I get her out of line. She'll... You understand what I'm saying? Realize that. This world, listen, this world, listen to me. This world has a problem with the person of the gospel. I'm going to share with you what we faced yesterday too. Had a man come up. He says, you can't do this here. He says, I'm in charge of all the festivities that take place over there. You people have the right. I said, yes, we do have the right. This is a public university. We can hand out the gospel in the public university. We have every right. No, no, they pay big money to set up over there and to vend and mark. I said, we're not selling anything. We're, we're not interfering with them over there. We're here. We're handing out the gospel. Hey, he says, no, but listen, you need to understand, I'm going to research this. I'll go get the police. I said, go get the police. Matter of fact, the police stood by me last time when I preached. I'd like to have them back again. As a matter of fact, I'm getting ready to go and preach. And he left. He left. The world wants to do that. The world wants us to be ashamed of our Jesus. He did not have a problem with what we were handing out. He had a problem with the message that was what we was handing out was Jesus. If I was handing out coupons, Brother David, for Domino's Pizza, he would have never stopped and told me I could not. But because I was handing out a gospel, Brother Pat, that shared the gospel of Jesus Christ, he had a problem because that's the world. That's right. And we need not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? Because of the person the gospel is about. Amen. Be not ashamed. Amen. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. Listen, it's only through Jesus. It's going to be only one way. And the way is through Jesus. You'll be surprised. You should have seen the looks I got yesterday when I stood and proclaimed, Brother John, you'll not get to heaven by going to church. You'll not get to heaven by being a good person. You're not going to be praying into heaven. No priest is going to get you there. No Catholic church is going to get you there. You would believe, you cannot believe the looks that people would get. Like they're just flabbergasted that I'm out of my mind. What is it going to be when they stand before a righteous God one day and he simply asks them, oh, I'm concerned about is one thing. What have you done with Jesus? That's right. Man. The Catholics take them from birth and begin to infiltrate in their minds a path to hell because what they do is they baptize them and they tell them because they've been baptized they're going to go to heaven. They, they tell them this rosaries and the beads and all the rituals of the Catholic Church. Listen, it's a lie straight from hell. And they're, they're, they're getting them by the droves and they're bringing them in and, and, they're, and they're taking them in by the handfuls and armfuls of, of the church and sending people to hell. And can I say to you this morning and just hold on to your seat, but I'm afraid there are Baptist churches today that are sending people to hell with the droves of this easy, easy believism. Right. Your salvation new birth is more than just a prayer. Amen? 
We don't like that, preacher. That is not right. Let me tell you what. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And the Word of God also tells us, For if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, and with the heart confession is made unto salvation. Confession is made unto salvation. It speaks of in Romans 10, 9 and 10. Listen to me. There's more than just having a head knowledge of Jesus. You better have a relationship with him. There better to be a time in your life that listen you didn't just say some little prayer repeat it to me but that you understood your condition and you realized your need for a savior and you called upon the only one that could save you and sent you to heaven and that is Jesus amen and I'm telling you because of that we shouldn't be ashamed to preach and proclaim Jesus amen amen amen, amen. We've got them by the drove, said a little prayer, and listen, they're no more saved than a, than, than a uh, what's Brother Wells say, a, a ball with high weeds. Lost. Living for the devil. Listen to me. If you are saved, the Holy Spirit of God dwells in you and will do a work in your heart and your life, and he'll not, he'll not, he will not stop working in you. You will not go from death and life without a change. Amen. We have a message, and people need that message, and it's Jesus. I read of a man that said when he was in school, he was a, I thought this was a good illustration, he was an office monitor. What his job was, Brother Jason, this was back before, I guess, maybe phones and, and the way they do now. I think they've even got communication in school rooms. I didn't know when we had speaker intercoms, but this was before then. He, had, he would stay by the office. He had a block of time. He would stay by the office. And any message that they wanted to take to the teachers or to a classroom, they would send him with that message. Straight from the principal. He would send him and he said he never had a problem. He, he never had a problem going into a classroom. And maybe he interrupted that class or maybe he went to that teacher and gave them the message. He never worried about just going to where he was going to and, and barging in that bedroom and, and giving him that, that important message. Why? Because he knew where the message came from. It came from the principal. And there was no higher message, no important message for him to have that the principal said, go down to room 202 and tell the teacher this. I need you to get that message to them. It needs to be for that one in that class. There was ever a worry that he would go in there and do that for hey, he knew, hey, I don't have a problem because I know where the message came from. Listen to me. We shouldn't have a problem with sharing the gospel because I'm telling you we know where it came from. It came from Jesus. Amen. Amen. And we know who it is and it's the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Be not ashamed of the gospel. Why, preacher? Why? Be not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because of the person the gospel is about. Be not ashamed of the gospel. Number two, because of the power the gospel possesses. Look what it says in our text. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. Boy, I thought about that even last night. Brother David, the power the power in the gospel, Brother Jason. Christian mentioned about the fact that his world would not return void, Brother John, when we sow that seed and take out a track or preach to those people, whether they act like they accept it or not, there's power in the truth of the gospel, amen. There's power in the truth of the gospel. It says there, our gospel has power. Listen, it has power. Not, listen, not because it's acceptable to man, not because it's acceptable to carnal man, but because it has originated from God and it is of God through the Holy Ghost. Amen. And it's mighty. Do you believe the message you have is powerful? Amen. 
I wonder sometimes if we've let the world even get into our thinking to make us believe that we really don't have have really all that they need. We have all they need. All they need is Jesus. We have the Word of God. Amen. And we have the Holy Spirit of God. We have all the power we need, Brother Jason, to get the gospel out and see men come to Christ. In Paul's time here, where he was at in Rome here, listen, you talk about a power-hungry place. Those of Rome... You think of what Paul here when he proclaimed, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God. Speaking of the very fact that, listen, he's speaking to those in Rome there and the fact, hey, they boasted in their power. They were conquerors. They were mighty warriors. Listen, there were those that, 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 that they held fear over top of because of the great power that they possessed. But with all of their military power, with all of their ability, they were still just a weak nation compared to God. Can I tell you something? With all that America has accomplished and with all that's going on in America, we are nothing compared to God. What shall it profit a man to gain the whole world lose his own soul? I don't care what a man is accomplishing, who he is, what standing or family he comes from. Without Jesus, he is lost and he is on his way to hell and he needs to be converted. Amen. And he needs someone not ashamed and scared to tell him that, listen, the only way you're going to get to heaven is through Jesus Christ and his shed blood. Amen. 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 The gospel has the power to change lives. Did it not change yours? Maybe if it didn't, maybe you're not safe. Preacher, you can't judge me. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying, doesn't it have power to change lives? What effect has it had on your life? Boy, Brother Richard, I could take you back. Oh my goodness, I could share, Brother David, what it did for me. Thank God for the power of the glorious gospel, Brother Jason. We're not just dealing with, with, with a method. I'm not, I'm not dealing with some, some new scheme that man has developed and, and some marketing scheme. I'm talking, we're talking about Jesus. We're talking about a gospel that has the power to convert a lost sinner from going to hell to going to heaven, amen. Do you believe that? If you do, you won't be ashamed to proclaim it. And if you don't, you will. Amen. I went Friday night to the jail and I went to go see one of the boys. I went to see all of them. I went to go see one of the boys there that I'd witnessed to before, been cutting himself. And I said, Where, where's he at? And I, I'm not going to mention his name. I don't, I don't know if I should do that. And I'm recording this. I mentioned his name. They said, he's, he, he's, he's in lockdown. I said, what happened? I said, he went back to cutting himself again. I said, no, come on. He said, yeah. He said, it wasn't a good week. I said, my goodness. I said, can I go see him? He said, yeah, you can go see him. And I go in there, and the boy is sitting in a chair with, with shackles on his arms. He could lift them about that much. Shackled around his waist in a chair, tied down with two guards watching him. And I walk in, and I, he says, hey, and I said, what's going on? What's going on? And I mentioned his name. He says, oh, I had a little hiccup, had a little hiccup, and we had this big old, big old gash on his arm. I said, why are you doing that? And he began to go in, he began to explain and, and express all these things, and we talked, and I talked to him for a while, and those two guards were sitting there 
And finally, I just said, you know what? It's like the Holy Spirit of God said, John, just give him the truth. I told him, I said, listen to me. I'm going to say some things that may be a little hard for you to hear, but I love you and I care about you. But I said, you're a boy trying to play in a man's world. And you have gotten to the place you are because you are without Jesus. And you are trying to be tough. And you're trying to, to, to take on responsibility that you have no business being and things you're doing and things that you're doing when you get out of here. And I said, I'm telling you right now. And he talked about this psychologist who came in and he taught him how to press his tongue against his palate. And I said, listen, none of that's going to matter to you by a hill of beach. You'll find yourself in a revolving door of this lifestyle until you get hold of Jesus. That's right. Amen. And that one guard was sitting there and looked. And boy, the Lord just began to open the door. And I began to share. And I said, let's go all the way back, son. And begin to share with him about God. And how God is righteous and God is holy. And he's a judge. We'll stand before him without Jesus one day guilty, condemned. And listen, he wouldn't be righteous and holy, Brother Jason, if he let us go into heaven just because we were a good person. He'll judge sin and must judge sin because he is righteous and he's holy. And listen, the bad news is we're all guilty before God without Jesus. But praise God, God did something about it. Amen. Amen. And praise God, God sent his son. He was God robed in flesh. He sent his only begotten son to die on a cross that, hey, he paid our sin debt. And I begin to share with that boy just the gospel of Jesus. I begin to share. I'm talking to a kid who has been a tough guy. He, he never was bothered or shaken. And as I began to share the gospel, Brother Jason, the lip began to quiver and tears began to come in that kid's face. And he began to weep. And there the guards were watching. And, and the one guard I could tell was kind of surprised. And he began to just crumble and say, I've always tried to be, to put a wall up. And, and I've always tried to be tough. And, and when someone when someone hurts me, I, I put a blockade up. And he began to just break down. Why is that? Did I, did I uh, uh, treat him nice or tell him some story? It was the power of the gospel. Right. I said, your problem is this. You're trying to hold on to your life and get Jesus too, and that ain't never going to work, son. And I told him, Brother Jason, hold that right there. I said, he had them hands shackled. I said, if, if that's your life and this is Jesus, you're going to have to receive Jesus. Come and get it. And the first thing he did, reach up with your right hand. He did just like I said, ah. He said, what? I said, put your hand back down. I said, here's Jesus Christ for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life through Jesus Christ. He said, oh, I know. I know that's great. He, and I said, but don't you want him? Oh, sure, yes. Oh, I want him. I said, go ahead and get him. He reached up, reached up right hand again. And I, he said, what? What? I said, that's your life. This is Jesus. He set that thing down. And I said, grab it with both hands. I said, that's salvation, son. You've got to be willing to put this aside and be willing to get hold of all of Jesus or it ain't going to happen. That's right. And I said, your problem is, son, you're trying to hang on to your life and Jesus like a whole lot of poor people today. And I'm telling you, that's not salvation until you're ready to lay down your life as he laid down his life for you and give it all to him. You'll not find him. That's right. Amen. 
Oh, but preacher, he stands at the door and knocks. That is not biblical. It's in Revelation. That's Jesus Christ standing outside the church and knocking. It's not the heart door. I'm telling you, you've got to come to a point in your life where you see yourself for who you are and you repent of your sin and you're willing to lay down your life for everything and everybody and keep nobody or nothing be in the way of you and Jesus and receive him fully. Right. That's salvation. Amen. Amen. That's what people need. The power of the gospel. Boy, he began to weep. He kept weeping, Brother Jason. He began to talk to me and open up. Listen, I, 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 and, we, and, we, and we had to finish my time. With, I, was, I was well over. And I apologized to the people and some, some shift changes were taking place at that moment. And, and I told them, I said, son, I want to pray with you. And, and listen, I, I want you to understand that is what you have to, in a nutshell, realize you've got to want it that bad. And listen, I pray, listen, I pray, and I pray for him today. Listen, I pray for him when I, when I left and I drove away from that place. Oh, God, I know that your gospel is powerful. God wouldn't just come to the park that he realizes he needs you that bad. Listen, his word will not return void. I can't promise you what's going to take place in that young man's life, but he's had the truth. Amen. Amen. It's the power of God unto salvation, the power to save a hell-bound soul. Listen to me. Sin is serious. Do you understand sin is serious today? It's sin that will prevent you from going to heaven. And we've got preachers and we've got churches and people making light of it. And we wonder why people don't want Jesus. Amen. Miss Sheila got cancer. We all know that. And she's home with the Lord. And I thought about that. And I thought about this. And thinking about this passage. And the importance of salvation. Could you imagine when she got that final? I remember Brother Scotty and she called me and said, John, it's not good. It's everywhere. It's not good. We haven't told the kids, but it's not good. Can you imagine if that doctor, Brother Jason, had come in and said, well, hey, let me just tell you, hey, got some news for you. It's, it's, not, it's not very good. Now, look, I mean, hey, you're sick, but, but it's, uh, you, you, you know, we're, 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 so we'll try to do some things, but it's, you know, no, hey, he was very solemn. We've got to have a serious talk. Here's what we've discovered. It's spread throughout your body. It's not contained in one spot. And it's very aggressive. And it's taking every bit of your energy. And when you eat, it grows. And it's consuming everything. And we can't stop it. Do you think there's a doctor across America who will come in with some lighthearted report when a person's looking with only weeks to live? I don't think so. Why are we as Christians trying to take some lighthearted gospel to a lost and dying world and trying to be their buddy and, and cheer them up and, and give them a watered-down version of something that we hope we sh uh, put a little shot of Jesus in there and maybe they'll grab hold of it. I'm telling you, it's more serious than cancer, Brother Jason, because mm -hmm. cancer may take the body, but she's home in heaven today. Yeah. 
because, praise God, she gave her heart to Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, sickness may take a body and may make your heart stop beating, but you can go home to be in heaven with the Lord. And I'm telling you, you can be healthy and fit as a fiddle and die today and go straight to hell and be there for eternity. I'm telling you, we better understand that there's power in that gospel Amen. and understand the seriousness of what we have. Amen. 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 I'm talking the power to change lives. Amen. The power to change lives. Be not ashamed of the gospel. Here's my third point. Because of the promise the gospel contains. I've got to go. I'm going to wrap it up. Look what he says here. The third point. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Be not ashamed of the gospel because of the person it's about. For it is the power of God. Be not ashamed of the gospel because of the power it possesses. It's of God. The power of heaven on high. We have a message with the power from heaven. Amen. But it says this, unto salvation. Be not ashamed of the gospel because of the promise the gospel contains. Salvation. Being eternal life. A home in heaven with the Lord forever. A glorified body. Amen. A place to dwell forever in the presence of God Almighty. Amen. What a promise, amen, that anyone can have who put their faith in Jesus Christ. Listen, I'm telling you, not only is it powerful, but the promise the gospel contains ought to be a reason we should not be ashamed to proclaim it to a lost and dying world. It can take a person who hates the Lord and hates righteousness and all the things of God and do such a work in their heart that they'll love His righteousness and desire His ways. Amen. This thing of salvation is more than just getting up and going to church and hey, saying a prayer here and there. I'm telling you, He'll change your life. Amen. Amen. It's deliverance from sin. Hallelujah. From the bondage of sin. It's deliverance from the burden of sin. Amen. Burdens were lifted at Calvary, Brother John. I go back, thank God for the gospel. Thank God for the power it possesses. The person of it, Brother David. And the promise that I have today. That, hey, listen, I can be free from the bondage of sin because of Jesus. I can be free from the burden of sin, amen. The things that were upon my life, the heaviness that I experienced was gone when I got saved, amen. Preacher, tone it down. Calm down. That's our problem today. We watched thousands of people yesterday holler when a good play happened at that ball game. I'm preaching. You can hear whenever something happened. You can hear the crowd. I'm talking roar. Yet when it comes to Jesus, shh, tone it down, preacher. Come on. We're civilized and dignified. That's right. People are dying and going to hell all around us. Because we're ashamed to proclaim the very the greatest promise of all. 
They can be delivered out of that bondage. They can be delivered from the burden of sin, the baggage of sin. I told that young man, I said, listen to me. Listen, I can't even begin to go into the depths of your heart and your emotions of what you've experienced, son. I cannot. I mean, he, he shared some things with me. Uh, hey, and listen, I'm telling you right now, listen, it's hard when you look at a child who's had a mama who, is, who has been a harlot and on drugs and never loved him and never told him that. A daddy who was never around. And listen, hey, and they have told him how pitiful he is and he'll never succeed and do good. And he's weeping saying, listen, it's just when those that I, I love and I want them to love me don't love me back and hurt me. How do I deal with that? It's hard to tell them. Listen, I'm not pretending I understand, Brother Jason. Thank God I never had to go through that. But I can tell you this. I told him, son, there's one who knows all about it and it's Jesus. Amen. And he can take that bondage you're in. He can take that baggage you're carrying and he can make you whole and clean and give you a new life. Amen. Amen. Oh, glory to God, we need to proclaim it. Amen. Amen. Be not ashamed because of what it can do for a lost man. Amen. Amen. Listen, we ourselves are guilty no more because of Jesus. What a promise. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to heaven, Brother Richard, because of something I did. I was deserving of hell, but Jesus saved my soul. Amen. Changed my life. Turned my life around, Brother Jason. Saved my marriage. Amen. Gave me a wonderful family. Called me to preach. Hallelujah. Gave me a good church family. Amen. Has blessed me abundantly. I'm not going to be ashamed to proclaim it. Amen. Amen. Why sit back and let the world go by? Let the world have its day. Well, listen, we've got what they need. I'm talking promise upon promise in the Word of God with Jesus. Amen. We need to proclaim Him. Be not ashamed of the gospel. My last point, because of the people the gospel can reach. Look what it says. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. This isn't an exclusive message. See, I'm afraid in Christianity today we pick who we're going to witness to. Well, they may not receive it very well. We better not go down to that ball game. There's a bunch of drunks down there and hey, they got the game on their mind. Listen, they need Jesus. Right. Amen. This isn't exclusive. Listen, this isn't just for one type of people. This is for whosoever will believe. Mm-hmm. Amen? That's right. For all mankind. Why? Because all need to be saved. All need to be saved. How wonderful. Listen, how wonderful is it to have a message with such power and such promise now, Brother Jason, it is for whosoever will just simply repent and get serious and put their faith in Him can have a home in heaven. Praise God. Amen. Let me show you something real quick. Go to Luke chapter 9. Keep your finger here. But go to Luke chapter 9. Let me just show you this just briefly and we'll be dismissed. Luke chapter 9. And look in verse 51. Some may say, why do you go to why are you gonna to go to that ball game? Why are you gonna to go to that that park on the fourth slide? Why would you go down there to the to the parade at Christmas? Everybody just wants to see Santa Claus. Everybody wants to see the parade, wants to see the bands. They need Jesus. 
And it's not up for me to determine who I'm going to go to and who I'm not. If the Lord opens the door, we're going to go. Amen. Let me show you something. In Luke chapter 9, verse 51, look what it says here. And it came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face and they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. So what are they doing? His disciples are going before Jesus. They're proclaiming he's coming, kind of like we need to be doing today because Jesus is coming. Do you believe that? We need to be proclaiming. We need not be ashamed of the gospel. It says, verse 53, and they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as Elias did? What happened? They went with the wonderful message and it wasn't received. So they say, Lord, burn them up. Burn them up. You ever witness to somebody and just feel like this? Yeah, just, I, I mean, hey, hey, you, you've prayed, prepared your heart. I'm going to be spiritual. I'm going to be right. After 10 minutes of talking to them and listening to their stuff, you're just ready to say, God called fire down from heaven and burn them up. Oh, y'all are more spiritual than me. Okay, right. Bunch of Hey, come on now. No, y'all got together. Preacher needs to pray. Pray for me then. Huh? You ever been there? I mean, listen, hey, that's where they were. They, we've got a message. We've got something. Jesus is coming. We only hear that. We ain't got no time for that. They said, Lord, would you just send them? Allow. Look what he said. That's what he said. Verse 55. Look at Jesus. But he turned and rebuked them. He did not rebuke the people for, for their condition and for their rejecting him. He rebuked the disciples. And look what he says. Ye know not what manner spirit ye are of. See, we better be careful. Yes, we're saved and on our way to heaven. Yes, we've been made righteous through Jesus Christ, but only by the grace of God. Amen? And look at what he says. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. Now think about it just real quick. Stay with me. Stay in the boat. They're going with desire to proclaim Jesus, be the forerunners of Jesus. He's coming. It is not received at all, Ben, at all. They get upset. Why? Because that's the flesh. We've got to be careful. They're not rejecting us. They're rejecting Jesus. But naturally, we get upset sometimes. Why are they, you know, why are they like that? Why are they so hard? Why? Man, listen, Jesus says, oh, he doesn't rebuke them. He says, listen, hey, be, just be, be careful. Don't forget who you are. What men are you of? And they go to another village. What was the use of that? Go to Acts chapter 8. Go to Acts chapter 8. We're going somewhere with this. Acts chapter 8. Look in verse 5. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria. Oh, where? That same place, Brother David, that a while ago, nobody wanted to even hear Jesus. Keep reading. And preached Christ unto them. How about that? Same message, amen. 
And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did for unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taking with palsies, and that were lame were healed, and there was great joy in that city. Hallelujah. Do you see what I see? You can't just take the immediate experience of what you're doing. I shared the gospel with them and they didn't even acknowledge it. What's the use? You don't know how God's working and you don't know God's plan. You very well may just be a sower and there's going to come somebody behind you in water and praise God someone else is going to reap. Amen? I'm telling you right now, we need to understand we should not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ for the people it can reach. Amen? It is good for everybody. Amen? Let's not pick and choose where we go and how we're going to go. Let's just go proclaim the truth. Whether we see results or not, praise God, His word will not return void. Amen. And it very well may not be us, Brother Jason, but praise God, someone may come along behind us. Amen. Right. There may be a faithful Hey, we handed out gospel yesterday. I preached yesterday. Now listen, we have no idea, but there may be one today that's contemplating. There may be one that read that track last night. We may not know this side of heaven, and they may become a child of God, or it may very well be that they put that thing in a drawer and a year later some brother or another preacher comes along and shares the gospel with them and praise God that truth that made it to the heart whether it was plucked out or not will be revived again amen and they'll be saved and on their way to heaven amen hallelujah amen be not ashamed, amen. But preacher, you don't understand. I've tried to witness to them. I've tried to invite them to church. Preacher, you don't understand. They're wicked. They're vile. Preach to them anyway, amen. That's right. Amen. My grandfather was on the ship in World War II. After that ship was sunk out there, he was lost, came back, got saved through Jack Green's preaching, got born again and called to preach, was back in those same waters off the coast of Durban, Africa, years later preaching the gospel. There were men on that ship of all, all types getting saved. There was, hey listen, there was a man that his family was so wealthy, the only reason he went into the service was to give him something to do. That man would, would when, he, when my grandfather would preach, he said that man would walk back, he was over there and just off to the part where the showers were, he would walk by, he would, he would uh, laugh, he would mock. My grandfather just kept preaching the gospel. Men were getting saved, he was preaching the word. One day he said as he always does, he was walking, as my grandfather was preaching and he stopped. He listened. And he kept preaching to that man and he kept preaching to those men that were there and that man stood through the rest of that time through that message and hey, that evening he came to him. That man got gloriously born again. Hallelujah. That man is still serving faithfully the church today. Praise God. Amen. Still loving God. Hey, that man's mother, she came to the ship and say, I'm talking a wealthy family and she said, I want to see that preacher that's on this ship who's converted my son. They were Catholics. They were lost as lost could be. Hey, she come down there and my grandfather said she chewed him one up one side and down another and he looked at her after she got done and said ma'am have you ever been born again? Said she got mad, stomped her feet, she left hey it wasn't long after that she was writing him letters of love, hallelujah Amen. she got saved brother Jason hey gave money to the church, hallelujah there's like a building addition off of that I'm telling you Jesus has saved anybody, amen Amen Old drunkard's coming down. He said, drunkard's coming down, beating on his door at 2 o'clock in the morning after he's preached. Smitty, I gotta get saved. I gotta get saved. He 
saying? Preach the gospel. Why, preacher? Because of the people it can reach. It'll reach anybody, amen. I've seen it save women. Hey, I've seen children. Praise God. I've seen the very gospel reaching the hearts of some of you and change your life. Amen. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. There's power in this Bible. Power in the Holy Spirit of God. And yet we walk through this world, Brother Jason, like we're ashamed. Scared to tell someone about Jesus. Scared to magnify Jesus in the Walmart line. Scared to give him thanks at a restaurant. What's wrong with us? Preacher, that's just not me. I'm bashful. I'm telling you, if you truly understand this, you'll be one to say sharing with somebody. Amen. 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 I'm not buying that I'm a quiet kind of person. Amen. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, he saved your soul. And listen, hey, you're on your way to heaven. Hey, the Holy Spirit of God, you're going to want to tell somebody. Amen. 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 It all starts with the gospel. And it'll reach whosoever will believe. Amen. There's, listen to me, church. There's no greater thing than the gospel. No greater thing than the gospel. And yet, the church and Christianity is acting like we're keeping it a secret. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Be not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Oh, we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving on Thursday. We live in a blessed country. There's not a one of us in here who's going to go hungry. We'll fill our bellies. We'll fellowship with family. Have a good time. Some of us will be blessed enough to go in the woods and kill a deer. I'll be shackled down in the city. But listen to me. We say we're grateful for the Lord. We say we're so thankful for all He's done in our life. When's the last time you shared the gospel with somebody about it? When's the last time you shared the most wonderful message? If we're truly thankful, let's not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why, preacher? Because of the person the gospel is about. Because of the power the gospel possesses. Because of the promises the gospel contains. Because of the people the gospel can reach. Amen. I ain't never seen those four things in there. But God gave that to me. Hallelujah. And I'm going to promise you this. I'm not going to forget it. Amen. The flesh will give you every reason to be ashamed of the gospel. I can promise you that. I scared death going to preach yesterday. I walked up there, Lord, help me. But I cannot explain to you when you raise that Bible and say the Word of God says something takes over. Amen. It's the Holy Spirit of God. He's going to honor it. He's going to honor it. Listen to me. Where's your boldness for Jesus? We have a lot to be thankful for. But above all things, we should be most thankful for Jesus. Let's not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Amen. Let's stand to our feet and bow our heads. Ben, why don't you come? We're going to open up the altar. I won't keep you long. Let me give you a chance to